Welcome to Bleed TV, the podcast the best shows on TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. And tonight we're hitting that Game of Thrones. Which episode was this? What number? Five. Was it five? Yeah, it's yeah, five. Yeah, because number four five. was usually supposed to be spectacular and was a you know, anyway. Well, I mean, it had a pretty great ending. Yeah, 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 yeah I guess so. But what, what was the, uh, what was it called this one? The door? The or door, yeah. Hold the door? door. Or hold, I, I don't know. No, it was the door. The door, yeah. It'll be remembered as hold the door. Yeah, hold the door. There's no doubt. And Jack Bender was the director at charge. Yeah, there you go. What are our thoughts on this one? Halfway through the season, what are we thinking? I like the pace of this season. Yeah. I mean, they are running through characters, first off. <laughs> yeah. They're running through direwolves, which is pissing me off. Dude, that was... Uh, I mean, that one felt like a needless sacrifice. It was. I, I don't think yeah. losing Summer did anything for this plot. No. I mean... Why couldn't they just backpedal and go with them? Exactly. Yeah. Instead of Mira pulling that thing with him on it, just put a strap on Summer. Just, yeah. Just, just tote <laughs> that guy. I mean, sled dog style. Yeah. I, I wasn't happy with that. No, I wasn't at all. That that was that was my biggest loss of the night. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. yeah. Hey, no, well, well, well y- y- y'all are under the impression that we've lost Hodor. You know, all you saw was scratches on the face. I didn't see any. No, he was stabbed. No. I didn't see no stab. I saw a never-ending wave of whites busting through the door. I know that, but I never saw the stab. Yeah, I know he, I didn't. He I got didn't. stabbed in the abdomen. Yeah, uh, he still holds the door while he's getting stuck, but he's dead. You need, Dude, you need left, to get off of this. Uh, no screenshot. They're they're not dead. Well, I'm trying to, you know, minus Stannis. You know, everybody dies when you see it. You know, and not just maybe maybe we were lucky. I'll just say that was a huge emotional moment. If they don't let him stay dead, yeah, that'd be kind of terrific. <laughs> it'll be it'll take it away. It will. It'll you take know. away that. You know, there was a lot of people probably crying about this situation. Dude, that was pretty dusty. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> 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 Uh, uh, uh. Well, like you said, I thought the pace was pretty spot on. It went, it went pretty good. You know, it, it did it did have its ups and downs. So there were some things that kind of eh, a little bit, but like you said, you you got through a lot of different storylines. It went right to the point. You know, I know one of the things we talked about previously was the whole Iron Islands thing. You know, and we were really were concerned based on the preview. How did this compare to the book and what y'all thought about this scene? I'm concerned. I'm concerned. This was shit. This was a dud. Yeah. It looked like it was kind of thrown together. It really did to me. And like, was anybody else like hoping he drowned? Well, that, I thought it'd been a better payoff. I thought it'd been drowned. awesome. Like they all looked at him and be like, "Okay, that was a mistake," and they're just on the <laughs> ship taking off. You know? Yeah. I mean, I have all the things you're gonna keep true to the book. That was the one you didn't need to keep true to the book, because yeah. like this king's moot, we cannot explain how epic this was supposed to be. Like he's supposed to be rolling in with a giant horn that bends dragons to his will. And then the guy blowing it after a minute dies. Yeah, he catches fire on the inside. <laughs> like, I mean, epic. Right. Let me explain the King's Moot in the book just a little bit. All the captains of all the ships have a say. Like, they can either throw their hat in the ring or, and they can be the ones voting. Okay? So, we end up getting like five captains, including Euron. We get Victarion, who's not in the show. And then we get Yara. She's in there. She throws her hat. And then we get a couple other guys. But what they do is they come in, they give a big speech, you know, trying to ruin favor. And then whoever backs them kind of comes forward. And then they bribe, basically. They just dump treasure at the feet and everybody can just grab up whatever they like. So basically it's a speech and a bribe. And like a cheerometer. It's like someone's out there judging, oh, you got the loudest cheers. Right. But, I mean, 
is something that touches you on the inside. Like, oh, like you start getting goosebumps as you're reading about it. This was Snoresville. Yeah, I'm telling you, like, I thought it was bad in the show. I was like, I mean, I hope this wasn't the way it went. Because it, to me, it was like, okay, we made enough dumb references to being dickless. And then we made, you know, our speeches were kind of, I don't know. She didn't carry her weight when she was talking about my first order is executing. And then he's like, well, yeah, I did it. You know, and everybody's and, like, eh. In the I'm book, like, like, a huge speculation is who actually killed Balon. And the fact that he just comes out and says it. I'm just like, and people aren't revolting? Exactly. Why aren't people going after him with a sword right then and there? Okay, well, that's the deal. That's actually the one thing that I didn't mind too much. Because they don't key in on it on the show that much, but in the book they show a little bit more about how the Iron Islanders are kind of, you know, through with the Greyjoys almost. Or at least with Balon. Because it's just been failed revolt after failed revolt after failed revolt. But... Their motto is, you pay the iron price. Nothing's ever given to you. And paying the iron price means you kill and take. So when you see Euron say, I paid the iron price, F all y'all. You know? You can't even really hate him for that. So that's what you're that's supposed their, to that's do. That's their way. Okay. Right. Well, that makes sense. But yeah, but still, I, overall, like I said, I'm still the Iron Island thing. Yeah. Just fall off in the water and be done with these people. It was poor. I'm a, I'm a little concerned at how quickly Theon is Theon again. Like, I mean, we have just completely mm. dumped Reek. I didn't think he was Theon. I thought he was still really He's still neat. a shell. Yeah. He, he was, was able to give a speech in front of the entire... I don't know. He looked like he was on a moment's notice of a tear and you know, I, wibbling. That's what I thought. I thought the speech was kind of subdued and not necessarily riveting at all. But not because of the writing or his fault, just still showing that he's not, not like, you know, I, I didn't hear a still show. Yeah, I yeah. didn't hear a stutter or anything. And like when he was still talking to Sansa, I guess seven months ago, you know, even though we just tra- <laughs> transported him here. Hold uh, on, once again, where was Littlefinger this episode? Getting his ass chewed out. The yeah, teleporting. Yeah, he was. He was at the <laughs> Castle Black instantly. Hey, yeah. that wagon it just shoots a straight line everywhere. You know, yeah, those horses are magical. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. There's no doubt there. Well, speaking of Littlefinger and Sansa and all that, what, what did y'all think about the, the Castle Black? You know, I love that scene. Yeah, I, I thought this was great. I'm loving how Sansa's slowly learning how to play the game and everything, and she's. Kind of throwing out more than she can chew, but she's learning at every part of it. Yeah, I I, I dig it. I really, I, I mean, not to say I enjoyed this, but I thought she did a really, really good job of like telling about how damaged she was under, you know, not her face, but everything else, and making Littlefinger feel small, and you know, Brienne grabbing her sword and said she asked you a question. You know, the she whole. Was squirming. I yeah, mean, was I was squirming. like, this this was this was a good this was yeah. good all the way around. You know, the only thing that could have been better is if she just go ahead and pulled that blade out a little bit, you know, just be like, make everybody kind of, whoa, you know, but, uh, yeah, it was, it, it was good. You know, the, and then them and the, in the, you know, the meeting room and looking at the map and trying to come up with a game plan. And, and I guess this is the introduction to a, what we, you know, a new character we're going to get Blackfish, right? And this is the famous well, he's sailor. Not new. We, we've met him. I mean, not not new, but we're, we're going to get him back. I return. Mean, return yeah. character. And thank goodness. Cause I love this character, you know, the other season and, um, We've all been just hoping he'd come back in the books, you know, for more than what we've seen him. Because so. all we really saw him do was be an amazing archer after uh, he lit the pyre on fire for his brother. It's just his his writing, the way he talks to people. He kind of talks to people like the Hound talks to people. Yeah. You know, I just like how he just keeps it real. He's very honest and doesn't care who he's talking to. Lords, ladies, whatever. He's straight up. 
Yeah, he is who he is. You know right. I mean? So I look. I'm. I was super happy to hear that he take him out, Kalen, and has his own little army. So that that's good news. And I mean, I, I liked hearing that John realizes that he can take smaller houses, you know, smaller armies, build them together. Uh, we get uh, the Manderleys. Isn't that their name? Yeah, the uh, Lord who's too fat to sit a horse. Okay. Manderleys, remember they said the Karstarks, the Umbers, and the Manderleys, the three biggest houses left. So we know Karstark and Umber. And so the Manderleys are left. Outside so, of the Starks, the Manderleys probably lost the most during the wet, the Red Wedding. Right. And they're looking for some payback. So hopefully we'll get to see like a little of their story. You know, I think... I don't know for sure, but I think that's where Davos is headed. Uh, you know, they'll have to like start. I mean, they're sending envoys around. Do you know what I mean? Right. You got to have so, people who are, you know, putting the word out. That, so. Right. I love how smart Davos looked during all these scenes, like talking and being that great advisor. Like Sansa was trying to one up too much, and he's just like, "No, this is how it really happened, and everything." And she's like, "Okay, I'll, I'll learn from this." Well, that, that's just his role is just to get as the good guy, you know, telling you what you need to hear and. You know, even in a bad situation, you know, keeping you keeping you on point, you know, and I think that's that's what a great character he is and what he does. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, that whole dynamic of characters, Brienne, Thor, um, you know, Tormund, all that, that all four or five people. I'm I'm sad that if we lose any, you know, any of that dynamic because that is a good group. Anytime we have that group, I'm never having a problem watching and seeing, no matter what's going on. It's a it's a good setup, you know. Especially since you just have to watch Tormund to see if he's looking at Brienne. You know? Yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, but I, I agree with you. I'd hate to see any of this core group broken up, but I I do worry about Sansa lying to John about Littlefinger's information, because we all know Littlefinger's kind of. There's always a manipulation. Sketchy. Yeah. So, that little lie could lead to a lot of problems. Like you everything, know. you know, just when you think Sansa's going to start gaining ambition and power, something's probably going to go awry, as most things do. Do you know? think anything's yeah. going to go awry for her this season? <laughs> I don't know. Danny's getting her way. You know? I mean, nothing goes as planned, though. You know, yeah. you may end up at the location you wanted to reach, but nothing goes as planned getting there, usually. Unless no. you're Ramsey. <laughs> yeah, unless you're <laughs> twisted. Yeah. So. yeah, very twisted. Well, I mentioned Danny. What did y'all think about the whole, you know, the the, tri- the triangle and the, the love and the... I thought this I, was a good scene. I did. I kind of... I was actually like, show some emotion. You know, Manjora's like, I did my duty. Uh, you know, I've got to get away before it turns to what it... You know, I'll take myself before it gets to that. And Yeah. I, I, I liked it, you know. And, I mean, I keep going back to this. Is there a chance my man gets a cure? Is there a chance he keeps... Or is it something else happened? Well, I heard a cool like idea that maybe he goes back to Valyria with the cure or something if he finds it, you know, and gets another little army of stone men, you know, curing them and stuff, you know what I mean, and bringing them back from the brink, which would be kind of cool too. Um, I mean, I think in a way, honestly, I don't think he'll find the cure, but I don't think his story is necessarily over. Yeah, I don't think his story's over, but I don't see him getting a cure. Uh, the only way I see a cure happening is in a sigh, or is that how you pronounce it? A shy. A shy. But I just don't see the TV show wanting to go over and add a new land, especially with how missed the two recent ones have been. Yeah. And so I just see him like kind of scurrying around everywhere, trying to find a cure that being like, screw this, I'm going to go die for Danny. 
Yeah. Well, you know, it's not moving what I would call real fast on his arm. So my man's got some time. You know, I mean, it's his old whole left arm now. I don't know. It looked like it just got to the elbow to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we have no idea how fast this is moving or how long it's been. It's zapping him of his energy. We we know that. Yeah. But what we do know is that Shireen, the princess, had it on her face and was cured. Somehow. They don't know how it happened because so many people came in. So many people tried just random stuff that they don't know what actually cured her. They just kind of threw unlimited resources. And it wasn't necessarily cured. They just stopped it from progressing. Right. And so she still had all the scars and everything that no one wanted. And was there a chance that, I mean... So you're telling me, Valeria, you think that's where he's going to get... He's like, he's on a solo mission going somewhere on his own? I mean, that's what it kind of looked like on the show, but... And the fact that Cash brought up a shy was Stannis actually says it in the show, that he brought in, like, witches or healers from a shy. That's where yeah. Melisandre's from. And that's where, like, all the Red Priests are from. Like, you go there. Like, this is the most magical place in uh, the, the realm. I got you. I got you. Now, speaking of Red... What is it? Red, what is it? Uh, the Red Priestess. The Red, Red Priestess. Priestess. We met a new one on this one. You know, uh, Looking what? like the be-all, end-all one. Yeah, she... Uh, they called what? her the uh, first me. servant of the Yeah, the, the first servant or original or something like that. I, all I saw was... A uh, pretty face, you know. I mean, all of them smoking amazing. Another choker, yeah. Um, same same necklace that Melisandre wears. Um, okay, I'll, I got to be honest. My child had a bit of an accident right at this scene, and I missed some of this conversation. So I'm gonna depend on you guys. Um, all I know is Varys went from trying to take command of the conversation to looking very scared and worried about how this woman knew intimate details of how he was created as a young boy, of how he was chopped. and Oh, I heard, I heard, the, heard the voice. I heard about that part. Right. So do stuff. you think she actually knows? Because all she ends up saying is, do you want me to tell you who said it? Do you want me to tell you what was said? She never says it. So I'm thinking that I think she just based on his pain. reaction, that that was something he's probably never spoke of. And for her to know that, that was the end of all of that right there. I cool. think that was just a very strong power play, and she paid a very pretty penny. I don't think she actually knows or was I don't know. there. It was pretty convincing to me. I mean, if anything, it gave her credit as a character on the show to actually be somebody you should fear or respect or something, not just a oh, absolutely. Little pretty face that might know something. But understand, Melisandre is... 100% devoted to Stannis beforehand. You never had to fear her in any form or fashion if she was on your side. You know what I mean? So, they should have nothing to fear of this lady either. Because she has put her, you know, faith in Danny. And she ends up saying that, you know, we have nothing to fear. Now, why was she there? Why was who there? Tyrion well, called her. Okay. Yeah, Tyrion wanted her because he wanted everyone in Marine to know that Daenerys was responsible for their security. And through religion is one way to spread word that Daenerys is going okay. to Well, that's kind of what I thought. I just wanted to confirm that. And so, Well, you remember when they were walking through town and they see the guy preaching to the group of the commoners and stuff. Yeah. So they're just going to use that platform to spread the, the news. It's old world social media. Yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. <laughs> religion. Yeah. But, I mean, they did a good job about kind of connecting the faceless one, like the faceless god and the men to the uh, red god that everyone's following. You know, they kind of made it seem like they were almost the same person. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that when you talk about the faceless god and all that kind of stuff, you know, I enjoyed seeing Arya 
you know, or the, the girl with no name. And uh, what's the this girl other? with a concussion? Because yeah. that is all she is at this point. <laughs> Who is the girl she's fighting with the stick? The, the waif. The waif. The waif. Uh, I thought this was well choreographed. I thought it was well put together. It looked authentic. I loved the little, you know, little backflip off the ground, you know, to get oh, yeah. back up. I'm, gonna be honest, I'm feeling a little bad for the waif because it seems she has all the natural talent. She's been here long. She's clearly better. And she's just getting, like... Why is she not? I mean, what's but don't the... you see that's part of the story? There's something going on there. The waif is clearly jealous of Arya's attention. You know what I mean? And anytime you see the waif like coming down on Arya, Jacken shows up. You know what I mean? And then the waif kind of backs up. I feel like the waif may have been in Arya's shoes and could never like remove herself from her past. Well, is the waif Jack and Hagar? Because I don't think we've ever really seen them in the same camera frame. Yes, we. Yeah, they're there. They're yeah, not playing that game. Yeah, I don't think that's at all. But... Yeah, I, I don't know. There, there is something there because I mean, it seems like she has all the skills, knows whatever she's doing, but she's never been used for what she's supposed to. So I'm guessing, like you said, you know, fear to commit or whatever it is. You know, I mean, at this point, if Arya ever be overcomes the waif, I'm gonna be a little upset because she is in no shape, way, or form ready. No, yeah. I think I think we're gonna find out that the waif has a story like Arya's. But remember, Jacken says you only get two chances, so maybe she messed up her chances, and now she's just a servant. Well, if you don't, if you mess up your chances, don't you die? Don't or you know? No, because they say they'll send you away. But all men must serve is like their motto over there in Bravos and stuff. So okay, now this girl, this actress, she's supposed to kill and so on. You know, they don't give you really a really a, a distinction of why she was chosen to die. I mean, can y'all tell me anything here? I'm just kind of like, as long as you're willing to pay the price, they'll kill whoever you want. Yeah, yeah. if you come in and you pay the price. That person dies. Doesn't matter if they're good, bad, whatever. Hmm. Now, the price varies on your rank in society. Yeah. They they don't do a really good job of explaining the price. Yeah, I mean, it's very vague. It's yeah. cold. Well, some people's prices, they come in and they kill themselves. Like, you'll see that. Or a guy will come in, he'll take the drink. You know, give a give his life for someone else's life. You know what I mean? So, it varies. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. They haven't done like an amazing job of that. But what do you think about the play? I loved it. I, I thought it was pretty funny, to be honest with you. Yeah, I thought, I, it, was I thought it was good. No, I, was was it, this a test? Was, is there a reason she was there to watch this exact play? I basically, so. her family and yeah. life? I mean, is that what I'm getting out of this? I mean, that's what I was getting. Like, was this... It just so happens this actress was chosen just because she was... You know, portraying a part in their family's history. I think it's just because Arya was chosen because this play was going on. Yeah, this is like the true test, you know. Yeah, I don't see it being an accident. No. But I found it interesting how word has spread to Bravos that kind of this is how it went down, just in a more vulgar and interesting way. Oh, yeah. I mean, we get a couple words on some frontal male nudity. <laughs> dude. I mean, dude. Strange cut. Because it went from black screen to just Johnson in your face. <laughs> that, that's it a did. I mean, all of a sudden you just woke up and, hello, you know. <laughs> I've got wars on my cock. I was oh, like, okay. Um, we go. There's two of them. One of our followers on Twitter. God, I can't remember his name right now. He's a, he's a medic. 
he got on there and goes, after watching that show, I feel like I have warts on my remote. And I was like, oh, don't go <laughs> yeah, there. Don't go there. A lot of the act, like Amelia Clark was talking, like, we need more male nudity. Well, uh-huh. they, they they listened. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're meeting the quota with diseased cock. Yeah, yeah. it was uh, unnecessary. Yes. <laughs> but, but, I mean, during the play, they were doing like a weird rhyme scheme. Like, everything was rhyming. Do you yeah. think that there's any significance to that or just the... Like, no, I just think it's just more to be entertaining. You know, poetry yeah. in action, you know. I thought fun. it was pretty... I mean, just everything. Cutting the head off and seeing the, the wooden thing come out. And, like playing know. hot potato with Yeah, it. I mean, it was, you know... It, I mean, even the people they dressed up to portray other... I thought it was really good. I mean... I, <laughs> they make a dead start a dumb, yeah. you know, well, <laughs> simple man. Well, yeah. It was interesting to me that the North Northerners were portrayed as the idiots... And the South was portrayed as the people in the smart, you know, kind of reverses it. Yeah, it was a reverse role, you know. And then, you know, of course, the, you know, the farting sounds and mm-hmm. the stinking. And, you know, <laughs> and the, the, my favorite part of the whole thing was when Baratheon's fake guts everywhere. You know, <laughs> I mean, his intestines, like, like, like a mop head. You know? He just keeps carrying them around, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, it was... The show's that giant warthog hit him in the butt, you know. It was just, it was, it I mean, was the play stuff. was great. Yeah, yeah. I, it was a little good comic relief. I mean, it came out of nowhere. It really did. And I was like, "What is this?" I mean, and, and like you Arius. see Arya laughing, like, "Okay, I'm enjoying it." Wait, that's my no. I, this but isn't it at all. I still can't get past Arya's hairstyle. That is dude, the terrible. Little, the front, the front buns. You that's know? bad. I mean, <laughs> I've seen Miley Cyrus try to pull that off. It's Bad news. <laughs> I don't know. It feels like it's stretching her forehead farther. I don't know. It just, no, yeah. she has a big forehead. So when they pull her hair like that, she looks like it she emphasizes has, it. Yeah, yeah, looks like a drive-in movie. Ridiculous. <laughs> Lord, Lord. Well, I think the only thing we hadn't really got to is the the brand and the the Ice King, right? Is that who we're talking about? Yeah, pretty mm-hmm. much. He had a lot to do this episode. Yeah, this was a bigger brand episode, you know. Well, how confused are you about how they're doing this warging and everything? Dude, I mean, well, after y'all told me that basically they're only supposed to be able to look through the eyes of, it, of trees and so on, and now all of a sudden trees are, you know, gone, you know, pretty much. We did finally see a weird tree. So, I mean, that was... Yeah. And, I mean, the faces and everything on it, I really enjoyed that. Did you get the call back to the first season uh, where they say, always the artist, and they do the spiral pattern? With bodies and horse parts oh, and yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, And they brought it back to that stonehenge looking thing. Yeah. So that was a cool callback. Yeah, they had some really um, new stuff. I mean, I, I thought the special effects and every visual thing was really well ooh, done right here. They nailed the zombies, dude. Dude, they are... For for CG, I mean, these guys are... I mean, just when he walks through the first row and that one's missing half yeah, its head, yeah. I just was glued to that guy like the whole time. Yeah. like, what? You know, yeah, that's awesome. And just walking through it. Now, I will tell you, if you go back and watch that scene and freeze it, you can see where the actors are, and you can see the CG characters. They're two different colors. It was so distinct, and that was the only thing. I was like, oh, I can't believe they did that. Usually, you could see something like that, but when he was walking through there and they're not moving, I was just like, okay, at any moment they're all going to turn and look at him, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, of all the scenes, I thought they were saving budget for you know huge CG and cinematic parts. This was not what I was expecting. No. I did not expect this big battle at the cave. No. Um, I mean, they've brought in like six White Walkers and then the whole, the whole army of the dead. They're crawling on walls, well, alien style. All right, now, I have a question. She threw what well, looked to be a spear and took one of them jokers out. What did she have? A that... uh, dragon glass or obsidian spearhead. Yeah. Okay. Because that's the same thing that creates the White Walkers. 
Okay, what would you think about that? That the children of the forest are the ones that actually created the White Walkers. Yeah, I mean, I think it was unique to kind of see the background. God, I thought I knew the actor that they turned into. I did too, but I, I thought it, I thought it was the guy off of uh, Underworld, you know, the, the major vampire, you know. Mm-hmm. And, um, but no, I, I don't think it was him after no. he got looked at it again. But uh, I mean, I thought it was pretty neat, you know, uh, that the whole purpose they created him was for to fight war. people. Yeah, yeah, was to fight people because of what they were doing, the trees and everything else, and then it ended up being the. The reverse, you know. But how do the people of the forest create such a monster? Magic and dragon glass. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a good explanation we're going to get. I mean, you see at the very end when the chick is holding the ball. Which I thought was awesome, seeing the blue like veins course through it as she was imbuing mm-hmm. it with magic. It basically goes to like, the White Walker color. You know, yeah. their magic-looking stuff. and then it, But it explodes. So you see that that's the color of their magic. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that ice magic. So Dude, was it brutal to see her? Like they showing her getting stabbed and sliced a hundred times they before she no blows up? Yeah. I, was, I was like, I did not expect that. It'd be one thing to see her get stabbed. And they're like, I mean, they're showing her get hit 30 times. You know, I was like. And Cash and I were talking about this earlier too. Do you think the, the children of the forest look goofy in the caves? Now, when they made the White Walker on the outside... In the spiral thing, I thought they looked awesome. Well, it had a surroundings that looked like they were a part of it, and now that they're in this ice cave, they look out of out of place. They needed light to fully yeah, like to appreciate the special effects and the prosthetics and everything they had. The lighting hurt their special effects. Yeah, they, I just think they look weird in the cave, but they looked awesome outside. Yes, very much so. And I, um, I thought it was I, I like the special effects, the the of the the balls like y'all were talking about and what they were doing. Um, I'll be honest with you. I was disappointed to see the guy who's in the tree. You know, he's already basically gone. I thought we were going to get more of the story where we were going to get like we don't know who in the Tower of Joy is. We didn't know a lot of things. We all we just skipped all that and went to where our Hodor backstory. You know what I mean, Willis? Yeah. You know. But now there's no one to hold Bran back from looking into stuff like that. Yeah. You well, remember he's the one that stops Bran from going too far. You know. You Got to admit though that effect. When he does get slashed and he just goes to black goo and oh, oh, yeah. I mean, dust. He looks like, you know, oil that just deciphered into the air, you know. Just like crows flying out from everywhere and it's just like, okay. At least, I mean, that, that's how I want it. It just looks so cool, you know. Um, but yeah, I hate, kind of hate Summer died. Uh, you know, all the, it looks like all the children of the forest are dead. Yeah, I mean, they were all toast. Well, I mean, I'm sitting here thinking, I don't know if three dragons are going to be enough to stop these guys. Like, I mean, they're looking... I mean, fire puts them up like some kindling. I mean, oh, yeah, they go they're up. toast. I mean, maybe dragon fire and stuff, but, I mean, this is an endless horde of people who can just keep raising dead. That's true, but, I mean, I don't know. And, I mean, we haven't even begun to see their power. I, I mean, we got a new thing we just saw. Dudes smacked the ground... And that, what was it, um, the, like the earthquake came yeah. out from it and stuff yeah. like that. I was yeah, like, he's that's got, pretty wicked. The, home, the homeboy's got some power now. Yeah. There, there ain't no doubt there. I just, um, I, you think, is it limited to where he's in the cold zone? Like when he goes into a normal it's, atmosphere? Everything does it, turns cold. Wherever they go, everything goes cold. And remember, it is starting to snow down south. Like it, We're moving. Yeah, okay. I just yeah, I was curious about. It. I mean, I guess when you, when you say the revelation, the winter's coming. I guess this is another way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. and remember, their winters can last years, ten years sometimes. You know. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I'm, I'm very interested. Are we going to see this army with anything at, uh, at Castle Black, the wall, or anything by the end of this season, you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, think I mean, so. we're progressing way too fast. But, I mean, speaking of the wall, it was just hilarious seeing Ed. Like they're asking him, do we close to the gates or commanders? <laughs> I'm not the damn, I'm not the bloody yeah, he's commander. Just like looking around. Oh wait a minute, I am. Uh, <laughs> All like thirteen of them are left. Close the gates. <laughs> Fifteen tops. Like, where's Antonio yeah. Banderas, the thirteenth warrior? You know what I mean? Where you know? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all we got left here. And so, uh, all I, right, so Hodor. Okay, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. When he when he's like he's on the ground and he's seizuring, and so on. He's like, hold the door, hold the door. You know. So are we supposed to believe that because of what happened in present changed what he was in the past or vice versa? Does that make sense? You know it what I mean? It does. It's one of those weird paradoxes. But like this one, like we were talking it before you came in, he wargs into that past Hodor. And that's how he gets into this Hodor. And so like when they're screaming, hold the door, it's going back through the original Willis before it gets the Hodor. And that's what created him not to be able to speak anymore yeah. and hold on. Yeah. And that's that traumatic experience that just messed him up. Him going through life for this one mission. You know, I mean. But man, how cool. I mean, it's, I gotta admit, it was tragic as hell. But when he's on the ground screaming, hold the door, and it starts to shift and shift into Hodor. Hodor. Dude, it was a revelation to me. Man. I mean, it was so tough. We were saying, yeah. this is probably the saddest moment of the show. So far. In the series. I, I think mean, it is. so far, it was like. To see, you know, you know, basically a child, you know, what looks to be just having a severe seizure and un- not understanding, uh, that it's just it's just bananas to me, you know. It was, it was tough. And then I'm gonna be honest. I told my wife I was like, you know, that is just what it calls expert writing. Was when, you know, we're six seven seasons into a, a show and you have no idea why this character is called Hodor the entire time from day one. And then you get the revelation at the end, right as he's about to die, of how he even became with such a unique name. And it's yeah. all because he was just, you know, all because it was to hold a door. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was a, it was a big moment for me. I thought it was one of the best, like, encompassing stories. You know I mean, what I mean? He's just sitting there the whole time. And you kind of feel like a dummy for not just kind of expanding right. on it. Like, like when we, if we are lucky enough to figure out what Jon Snow's creation is, which we all pretty much think we know what it is, but if it ever comes to that, that culmination, that, you know, that's what, that's something else is just a great encompassing story that's going to make that character that much more beloved. And I think that's, when we found out why he was called Hodor and what happened to him is, you know, mm-hmm. that's what made it so tough to watch him die at the end. Oh, yeah. Know? You know, so that, that was expert to me. And, you know, that's what saved the episode for me. I mean, I'll be honest, I was kind of bored in certain parts. You know, and it moved around. I mean, but, it's just you got that expert writing in that one moment, but in other parts of the episode, there were just, some duds here. I mean, there were there were a few duds, and so I mean, I think you were distracted by the King's Moot stuff. It really was. I was expecting I was expecting some kind of battle or something like people fighting for this horn to be was king. that battle, man. Like I, mean, I can't explain to you how epic this horn was supposed to be. Yeah. It was like not seeing the the sword. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah, it's just like little either, things yeah. like that. I, 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 it makes you wonder why they left things out like that. I mean, I can understand them leaving the horn out. You know, that's just prolonging that whole scenario when he really was want to kind of narrow it down to the two main. But characters. not really, because all he would he wouldn't have had to give a speech. All he would have had to do was blow the horn, and then everyone just follows. And especially since he made such a emphasis to talk about Daenerys and the dragon. It could have been a distraction if you have some giant guy come with a horn and die from it, and then get to our speeches. I don't know. I, I, I could see it both ways on that. 
I think they're trying to avoid going with any more magic. Like, we've seen the magic. Let's try not to do too much more magic. Well, we ended Subtle it with works. Magic. Subtle yeah. works. You know what I mean? There, there's no doubt. There's but, I mean, we've already talked about the horn of Jormander that's supposed to knock Jorman. down the wall. Jorman that's supposed to knock down the wall. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to give up the horn. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What are we expecting next episode? Well, I, fi- I finally did see a preview. And yeah. so uh, it's looking like the High Sparrow's in a little bit of trouble. Like, I think we're definitely going to get some uh, King's Landing action. I think we're going to get some things in motion. Uh, for some reason, I think it's going to fall apart. To me, I'm thinking somebody's going to die at the steps before we even get to a major battle. I'm, that's my prediction. You know, they're going to be up there and something's going to happen. You want to throw a little paint and tell us who you're thinking? I don't know. I mean, Loris could, you know. Could get a beat down. Ooh, I could, I could see Lores. I'm just thinking, you know, if you have land. people, and I, you know, you see the queen up there, of course, you know, but there could be a situation where they bring Loris out and he's used as a chip, you know, like, you know, you come at us, he won't make it, and that's the whole reason they're going is to go get their son and daughter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could see that if there was one thing that was going to stop that army from really going in there and just assassinating everybody, that you know, them putting Thor and you know, Thor, Thor, uh, Loris up there is the opportunity of being killed if they come closer. You could just be a giant stalemate, you know what I mean? Which would be yeah. a huge disappointment to me. I and think I think they, that's what we're getting. I think we're going to get a big stalemate. A big, like, big Mexican standoff, basically. Yeah, like, who's going to blink, you know? And, yeah. and, and to me, it, I'm hoping somebody blinks so we get some action, but I'm really afraid that we're going to have all this momentum and something at the end is going to be like, oh, oh my God. I don't think anyone major is going to die, but I think a lot of people are going to die. If... Cersei and all, and Jamie and the Tyrells go in there and just wipe out the High Sparrow and stuff. We don't get the trial by combat. I don't know. I'm hoping Lancel just comes out and be like, "Hey, Jamie, I screwed Cersei too," and then that's what just charges all that just charges Jamie up the stairs. I don't know. Yet again, my disappointment is epic. Did not see my man Braun again. <laughs> this is five episodes in, and I don't even see him in the preview. Where, where is my man? He is screwing his wife, making heirs, and enjoying the rich life. Yeah, he's enjoying retirement. Dud. Hey, he's a he's a sell swordsman who doesn't have to sell a sword you will anymore. See him. He'll be here this season. Like I said, I think he we'll better. see him. I think two episodes from now we get Braun. Whenever we see Blackfish, we'll see Braun again. Yeah. All right. I'll I'll take your word for it. This on. But going back to King's Landing, I know that was out of, out of left field. I'm with you. I'm hoping we see some kind of epic battle, but realistically, I see a lot of momentum to a straight standoff, and then what goes from there, I don't know. There's they just talked. no way you're going to kill a sparrow off. I, I now. don't, think, I just, don't think anyone major is going to die, but I mean, we've come so far of killing so many people. I don't think we get any more standoffs. I think there's going to be blood in every episode. I think it's going to be a show of force. You know, that the trial better go a certain way. Or if you, if you basically, them soldiers over there where if she is, if they try to strip her or do something like that, them soldiers are there to take care of business if it ever, she, they ever attempt to do and try to do something. Yeah. See, that's the thing is this has nothing to do with Cersei's trial by combat. No. This is all to do with Marjorie can't confess. So here's the deal. I'm thinking that, yes, Jamie and all of them are part of this plan like that, but I think the Tyrells have their own plan, and this is going to fall apart. I think this is going to be a whole situation where something like that, that something's going to go awry. I'm kind of with you. I think Loris might be the the straw that breaks the back 
I think so. I think I think one of them, something is going to major is going to happen. So I maybe we do get a child by combat, but maybe it's Marjorie's and not Cersei's in, in this instance. I mean, Loras and Lancel. I think you're right. Are the two wild cards? Like you said, Lancel yeah. could come out and reveal the Cersei information. Loras could come out and reveal his family's stuff. You know they got going on. Because Loras, I don't know if he knows necessarily, but we know Marjorie knows that they killed Joffrey. You know that the Queen of Thorns put the plan to kill Joffrey into place. So that's two huge cords, you know, being held. Yeah, there, something. There's going to be a major revelation, and we're not going to get the Sparrow killed. There's going to be a new wrinkle that's going to either lead to one of those characters dying somehow, or it's going to lead to it's not a it's not one versus two. It's actually a three way power struggle. Yeah, I, I actually hope it's Lancel uh, separating Jamie and Cersei. Yeah, separating. Like, we we need a good Jamie explosion. I think. Yeah, because I want Jamie as far from her as possible, and because that's the best Jamie. Yeah, I, I agree. I totally agree. I but a- we also get Bran on the run. In the preview, he's yeah. still running. Well, but he ain't being running. pulled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and be yeah. honest here. Cripple joke. He, he, he <laughs> he's sliding. Anymore. Let me tell you. Oh, the old cripple singer <laughs> over here. <laughs> Dang, I said that. Loud. My bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think we're gonna get a whole bunch of brand next episode. I really don't. I think Danny gets home next episode. Do we think Danny's a little too powerful right now? Like a little too untouchable? No, she needs to be powerful. I'm tired of her. Be honest with you, her, you know, her, you know, trying to figure out how to survive in her own city. She supposedly rules. It was boring, depressing, and I'm so glad it's over. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying it's not more exciting or anything, but I, all I know is that she went from having what I thought was the ultimate army, Unsullied, to now the next or best greatest thing of the Dothraki. Plus the Unsullied women. Well, how are they going to coincide? Is my question. You know, well, I mean, think about two opposite ends of the field. There's no doubt. Discipline. I mean, Dothraki just hump everything in sight, and then you got that's all. Yeah, Sully who won't touch anything. No twigging berries. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Root and stem. I mean, so yeah. I mean, you got to keep him other side of Marine. You know, it's going to be something else. Does she leave Marine the city? Do we think? Or this God, I hope so. Oh, by the end of this season, she will be gone. That could, you know, this to me, that on. could be the that could be the thing at the end of seeing her heading west, you know. And is Euron the one leading her away from Marine? No, no, no. Yara's about to go steal that fire. Yara's gonna get there first with all the ships, and yeah, she's and gonna, she's gonna join. She's him. gonna join it, and her being a female is gonna be even much more that much more enticing to have another female captain, another people like nothing to be sexist like that. I just think that well, you yeah, see another strong female, another strong female leader and you're Daenerys, you know, who's a female leader, you know, I, it's I, a no brainer. Yeah, exactly. I think it's a, I think it's a match made in heaven, you know, when it comes to, our power I mean, the problem combat. is Yara doesn't even know how to get there and you have to sail a very deadly, that means she'll be there by the next episode. <laughs> you know, it'll <laughs> I mean, be a quick well, sail right over. Well, let's be honest. She needs boats. She yeah. needs boats to be able to take her people to Westeros. Now, I don't know if Yara had enough boats. That was a lot of boats. I wasn't expecting But that. I didn't think she took all of those. But the thing is, I mean, that was like 50 boats out it there. Looked oh, like no, 50. that was a lot more than 50. It looked like a ton. I right. mean, it looked like there was only about 20 of them that went out there, and it takes more than five to run a ship. 
Yeah. So I, the numbers were a little off. Well, I, I looked at it as they only stole like two or three boats. I, I didn't think they took that entire fleet. Yeah, I'm with you. I think they maybe got a few of the best they just ships. Said I think there were ships the out ships. there. Yeah. I don't think they said they were taking all of that them. That is not how the show played it. He just said they took our best ships. They took our best ships. It didn't look like they took all our ships because it looked like all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I think they have all the ships. Uh, <laughs> there's not enough people. There, there was more boats than people. I yeah. agree with you. I totally agree with you. But they show a lot of ships. Next time we see her and she's got 50 ships behind her, I'm calling straight BS. <laughs> okay. We're writing a letter. Yeah, I'm telling you. DB, fired. That was a big mistake. Okay. And yeah. I'm okay if they just took the best ships because, I mean, they, they use that word. And so that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm with you. You know. I'm just saying, they showed about 50 ships yeah, on the Oh, yeah. Oh, they did. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. And now he's wanting 1,000. There's not enough wood on the Iron Isles to create 1,000 ships. Oh, Let that be known. No. No. <laughs> no. Guys, if y'all can think of anything we missed or y'all thought of something, you know, different or thought we were completely wrong or completely right, hit us up, man. We're at Twitter. We're on Facebook. Our usual locations, you know, we're, we're always game to hear from you. We heard from several people on the show. Most everybody pretty much agreed. It wasn't anything I would call necessarily amazingly unique with a lot of the feedback we got this week. Um, but super loved, the, you know, all the talk and all the conversation. And uh, don't be afraid to hit us up, you know, but unless y'all got something else, man. No, I'm good. Uh, This is Bleed TV, and I'm Zach. And I'm Jake. And I'm Cash. We're going to see y'all next week.